Well, hello, friends, and welcome back to The Sandwich. Delicious subject matter. Sandwich between two uniquely very frustrated perspectives. Yes. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. We've got two flies flying around, so I don't know what, if you can hear them or not. But uh, the roles are shifted a little bit today. We don't have the usual talented hostess, which is our lovely Amanda Muse. I'm Dean, her muse, her sometimes assistant and full-time husband. Uh, Amanda is our guest today, Amanda Muse. She's our upcoming YouTube podcaster, spokesmodel, actor, mother, uh, lovely wife, friend to all, the beautiful, the lovely Amanda Muse. Welcome. Thank you. And those pants are blowing my mind. <laughs> I can't see them. Hi. If, you're, if you can't see those pants, uh, listen, guys. Cold shower time. So I'm asking a couple of questions today. Uh, it's interesting because uh, you know I never really I never really interviewed you before. Mm-hmm. We talk about a lot of things, but uh, people want to know. Um, you always start off your videos with "Hello, hi, friends." friends. Yeah. Hi, friends. Is it hi, "Hello" friends. or "Hi, friends"? Hi, friends. Where did you come up with that? Where did I come up with that? That's funny. I don't even know how I came up with that, actually. I think I just, when I started the videos back in the day, they were my friends. And so I just felt like, hi, friends. Like, it just comes naturally. It's just something you say. It's just something that I say. And also, at the time, people were coming up with names for their viewers. Like, um, just like kitschy names. I can't think of one. Well, I can think of a few, but I don't want to put anybody on the spot. But it was like, I, what were you going to be? Amanda Musings? Like, no. Yeah. Just, hey, friends. You're not. I didn't see my audience like. You didn't want to come up with a catchy. No. Like, hey, welcome to. Like, they were to... real people yeah. with thoughts and opinions. Right. Not like a herd of sheep following right. me. And so I thought, no, you're friends. So, yeah. So how did you start up the YouTube channel? Where did it all begin? The very, If you can think back. I kind of know it was Malaysia because I was there, but what was the thinking behind becoming a creator? Because quite honestly, it surprised the hell out of me that you even started something like that. And when you did, I was kind of like, what? What is that? Right. So 2010 is when a lot of big YouTubers were starting to make a go of the space. In 2010. Now, who, what kind of YouTubers? Who was the YouTubers? Okay, so... Like, who would I know as uh, a... You probably wouldn't. There's a girl, Anna Sacconi. I rem- I know Anna Yeah. I don't know her, but... Her husband, Jonathan, um, I think it's Jolie, Sacconi Jolie's. Yeah. I've watched them since they were dating. They now are expecting their fourth child and have lived, like, all around the world and... Well, not all around the world, in the UK. So she was kind of like a pioneer... Yeah, she was like, she started out talking about being a woman, talking about fashion, talking about eating, talking about whatever. Yeah. Then got married, yeah. then became a mom and still was able to create YouTube content. And that was exciting to me. But so we had moved to Malaysia. Mm-hmm. I had left my friend source behind and I was having a really hard time meeting people. And so I was spending a heck of a lot more time just sitting on my computer, my little white iPad or whatever yeah. it was back in the... No, but little... did you know of YouTube creators and all that stuff back then? Or how did oh, you... Oh, yeah. Well, what happened Or is... you were just happened to be watching YouTube yes. and was like, oh, okay. Watching YouTube, realizing that... I was coming back to the same channels. I was watching Sam Sherman when she was doing the Sherman show, who was actually friends with Anna Sacconi. Like these are OG YouTubers. And what did they talk about that was inspired? Like, is it motherhood? They just were living their life 
and taking you with them. I remember watching Sam Sherman in the car with her husband on their way to like a store called Sam's Place. I don't know what that is in the States. And just... Mm-hmm. Oh, it's like Sam's Club? Sam's Club. I think Club. it's like our Costco. Yeah. yeah. Literally on their way to Costco in their beat up car uh, talking about nothing. Like yeah. what you talk about in the car with your spouse and being feeling like... I'm coming back to this girl because she's a friend right. and she's some, she's a familiar face. I know some of the jokes and I feel like I'm part of this community. Right. And then I started commenting on some of these videos and then I was like, hold up. That's when I started talking to you saying I could totally do this. Yeah. But I didn't feel like I had a story to tell. I didn't feel like my life was exciting enough, which looking back is absurd because here we were like on this crazy adventure. Well, it's adventure. always like that. It's a yeah. lot more exciting, you know you know you to other people than it is to you totally which is the exact advice i give people now when they say to me like they want to start a channel yeah i'm just like do it because what you think is normal and routine somebody's going to connect with yeah so anyway so yeah Yeah, that's that's how it all started well that's interesting so they weren't talking about motherhood they were just kind of talking about random stuff so what was like and and i'm asking this for my you know for my reasons what's interesting about that is it because you're seeing into the depths of people's lives? Yes. Or that's what it is. Because well, it's last week on this podcast, we spoke about female friendship. Yeah. And one of the things that women crave is connection. Yeah. And that, to me, was me connecting with them. Ironically, Sam had her baby like four months before I had Esme. So I was pregnant and watching, especially just sitting on the sofa, yeah. watching a whole lot of YouTube and started to realize like, Oh, these people are talking about motherhood too. Then I found some moms. There was a girl, J.P. Seuss or something like that. I just found her again on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Anyway, random. Um, but she was talking about motherhood. And there were videos where she had something like four children, all natural birth. She was breastfeeding. Right. And there was a video that just struck me. It's still in my mind where she's peeling potatoes. And she's got the camera like on the window ledge and she's just peeling potatoes. And the whole time I'm like, she's going to take a finger off because it was not a potato peeler. It was just like a knife. (laughs) Like she was like, like a, I don't know, like a, like a housewife. But it, it it, it made you feel like you were. Like I was in the kitchen. Immersed in the thing. And that's the attraction, isn't it? That's. Yeah. That's, Some so in the day, yeah. that's what videos were like. Now yeah. it's like Netflix, and it's a lot of different types of genres like competing with each other. But yeah. at the time, it was people trying to figure out this new space, people trying to figure out this platform, and I connected with those kinds of people. So you meet these kinds of people, you see what they do. What in, now? How did you come up with the concept? Because your concept in the early days was obviously motherhood, right? And this is a very popular concept, very popular subject. It seems like I'll use, I won't say it, but well, I'll say it. The millennial mom is something that's, you know, people of the, of the uh, 25 to 35 or whatever generation are really involved in parenting. Right. Did you get inspiration from any of your people that you were watching on YouTube to bring forward into your own channel or did you just kind of develop it? Totally. And I started noticing that there were some moms talking about motherhood, mm. but I'm just going to bare bones it. I felt like the quality was lacking. I appreciate that because of the season of life. But I felt like I could bring something different to the table, which was a bit more like better tech. It sounds bad, but it's kind of true. I like good audio. I like good visual. I like when a person has spent a little bit of time preparing for a video. Are all my videos like that? No. No. But I do try my best to do that. Like 
get a light or sit in front of the right window or put on a little lipstick or I don't know, whatever the hell it is. You don't have to wear lipstick, but you know what I mean? Like putting a little bit more thought and effort into something that is more of a place where people are going to keep coming back because it's interesting and it's a friend. And then I also started realizing at the time in 2010, 2011 is when um, some really big OG YouTubers started to make a ton of money. And then a part of my brain went, this is a really fun hobby. This is also an opportunity. If I work hard enough and if I have enough quality content and strategy that I could make a go of this So you business. saw it way back then as kind of you want to project what those people inspired you to do. Yeah. And you also saw maybe an end to, you know, to a way to make more uh, revenue. Oh, yeah. Off of it. Absolutely. So it was kind of like you, you looked at it. And this is interesting because I think a lot of people are getting into discovering their own niche and uh developing their own channels whether it's instagram or youtube or whatever Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing to ask is that when you get into this is it okay to allow yourself to kind of think yes i'm going to put out quality content this is what my subject is i can speak at length about it and i also want to make some dough yeah is there anything wrong with that it's interesting because i to be honest, get a little bit turned off because I go to lots of events. Yeah. And when I meet someone that tells me that they started their blog to make money, I'm always like, oh, it sounds so damn cringy. Yeah. It's like, here's the reality of it. I didn't make an effing penny for four years. Yeah. I got sent a couple of freak things that I didn't understand that I, I didn't have to produce content for yeah. free shit. Yeah. I didn't know any legalities about anything. I didn't have a community that I could ask questions to. Everybody held their cards so close, they right? They do, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I do find it cringy when someone's like, yeah, I started this blog to make money. So you had it in your mind, but you're not sharing it with everyone. You see yeah. the possibility I and thought, stuff like that. I will find a way because I'm a very hardworking person and I will find a way to either create a business of this with this or use this as a stepping stone to another business but it will not all be for naught however you do have to have passion you're not making money off of every video there's over 700 videos of mine on the internet and that's only on YouTube that's not including everywhere else so it's like did I make money off of every single one no (laughs) you know so there has to be passion for you to work as hard as you do you know what I mean? Yeah. To yeah. like try to make the money. Yeah. You talked about work ethic and, you know, getting into that type of uh, uh, business where you do produce a lot of videos. There's a lot involved in it. There's, as you progress, you're setting up more equipment. Uh, you have to come up with fresh ideas and whatnot. With regards to work ethic, when you were growing up, was there someone specific that you you know, that was like that, that it kind of said, you know what, you better put your head down and give her, or was it more like a survival thing? Because you have quite a work ethic. I mean, you're giving her, you know, 15 hours a day sometimes. I think it's a little bit of both. There were definitely, you know, people in my life that worked hard, that went to work every day to a job. Who would that be? I would say in my immediate family, that would be my mom, Mm -hmm. you know, for all her things because everyone kind of knows I have a little bit of a challenging relationship with her. She works hard and she puts her nose down and she just does what she needs to do to get the money to pay for our life type of thing as we were growing up. Yeah. That said, there was never enough money growing up. Yeah. And I just felt like 
that I was not going to allow history to repeat itself. Yeah. So, I mean, when I first met you, I think there was a point I had three jobs on the go. It was think, like a liquor store, a tanning salon. Like, I can't remember yeah, the other one. You were flight attendant. Flight there attendant. was a tanning salon. You're working at the liquor store. Like, it was insane. Yeah, you were working hard. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting that you talk about that, you know. And I, I will th- say, it's mm. funny because my brother has a wicked work ethic too. Yeah, and he I, does. And I think that there's an element of like, you know, there is a bit of a survival thing that happens where you're like, I won't be able to eat unless I work my tail off or I'm not going to get the things I like unless I go and work those hard long hours. Yeah. And also just having some pride in what you're working on and the outcome. So not to say every job was always like really fruitful with income, but yeah. I always did a, like a really good job because yeah. it was like, well, this is my like, this is my legacy. You know? So you mentioned growing up, you know, you didn't, and a lot of kids did, and we're not pointing fingers at anyone. Mm-hmm. You you grew up in different demographics or whatever, but what was it like growing up as young Amanda, going to school, maybe having less than the other kids? Um, was there, did you feel like any, uh, you know, uh, animosity towards them, or did you feel like you were inferior, or mm. did you feel, how did you feel? Well, it's hard to, like, remember all of it, but... I feel like there's moments where it mattered a lot and then there were times where I didn't notice it. Right. I think that when you're very young, you don't notice what you don't have. Sure. Right? It's when you start going to other people's homes and you start like making other groups of friends or whatever or like, you know, you want to get all the clothes before school starts but Mm. your family can't afford it, you know, and just money's going elsewhere. So I definitely noticed it, especially when things started to matter around like fashion and how we looked at school because it changed so fast yeah for women i guess oh, yeah. young girls they keeping up with the trend and whatnot so who was your so during that time you know you talked a little bit about your support structure for me yes parents we have tumultuous relationships with our mothers or fathers or whatever and we tend to run to whoever but who supported you through those younger years like who did you go to when you needed to or did you go to anyone hmm. Um, so my parents divorced when I was seven mm. and then mum remarried, but we had a stepdad person like still have for a long time. And then they got married when I was 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that my dad was the person that I would call when things were rough. He was just the person, you know, cause he one moved away when I was 10 to Toronto from right. Montreal. Yeah. I remember um, so he was far away. So it was easy just to call him and be like, I need to talk to you. This is going on in my life. And I have to say, nobody is perfect, but he always stopped and took the call yeah. and let me vent, which was amazing. Isn't that great to have oh, yeah. parents like that? Yeah. And I also had amazing grandparents. So both sets were great in different ways. Yeah. Like my mom's dad, we saw far more frequently. Mm-hmm. Uh, my grandma on that side passed when I was a little younger, but we saw him all the time. And like little things like um, he traveled quite a bit. And because I always had, I was always like fighting at home and not always, but there were harder times at home. I'd sometimes like sneak off to his place, which was closer to college. Yeah. And when I'd get there, there'd be like a pot of fresh chili because I loved me some chili yeah. and a big old bottle of like dark rum, Captain Morgan. Yeah. Because uh, he knew. It's nice of your grandfather's feeding you booze at the young no. Well, I don't think he left it for me per se, oh, but he never ran out. Sure, we're always speaking. But um, I was I was late eighteen by then, seventeen. But um, there were you know 
there were people I could call. I also had good friends I could count on. Yeah. It's funny to think about those times. I don't, um, I don't get the total warm and fuzzies about that period of my life. Sure. Like, I dreamt of my departure, and I dreamt of being a goddamn grown up who was going to make her own decisions, have her own money, and no one was going to decide how I felt when I opened my eyes in the morning. Yeah, it was like. I couldn't wait to be the leader of my own life and start to just like create that path yeah. for myself. Isn't that something I was listening to a, um, an article on the radio. I think it was CBC and they were talking about is adversity good for uh, first to make people successful. And, um, and the other flip side is that, is it worth it? Mm. Meaning that what you went through, yes, you carry that, that ambition forward but do you regret it do you feel like there's a lot of pain and things that you regret or have you left it behind <laughs> no i have not left all of it behind if you start i'm not crying or... i actually had an itchy eye um <laughs> and no there's, a fly, fly. there's like a couple flies that are making my eyes switch no i haven't left it all behind um so yeah. you carry some of this oh, survival yeah. instinct forward into what you do yeah, well, there's for sure some scar tissue that, mm. you know, has occurred. And I think I have a pretty good handle on most of it yeah. going into my mid-30s. I think you have to have boundaries with people and just understanding what's okay and what's not okay for family relationships, for friend relationships, what you want out of your life, all of those things. Um, and I just, I think, I think I heard Oprah say once, which is just like, she's just, you know, the God, but she was like, you can't change or you can't fight your origin. Right. You can't change that. No, you can't. Right. This is where you came from. And I'm never going to say that I regret it or like I would want a different setup. I mean, it made me who I am and I've but got But don't some you grit. find that when you're, when you're of that age, you start off at a young age pretending to be whatever, you know. For myself, I always used to pretend that, um, uh, you know, I, or tell my friends I had a cousin that had this motorcycle or this right. toy or whatever, when I really didn't. And because, you know, growing up in a bigger family, you're not, we did okay. My dad made good money, but we didn't have everything that a smaller family would have. Right. Later in life, you know, you embrace that adversity, you're not maybe not proud of it but you talk about it a little bit more and i think that's where it you propels kind of, you it propels you yeah i agree it propels what, I, don't, you. I don't know if i hadn't if i had had a different upbringing would i have been that same 22 year old girl with very little education very little work ex well not i had a lot of work experience but walking into a big company and being like actually i want to make this much money you remember that? I did. At that come and you were like, You've got this. Just do have the conversation. Yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, that's like twenty thousand more dollars than I think they'll ever give me. And the reality is is they freaking gave it to me. Of course. Because you just have to have a little bit of gumption. So yeah. yes, I think, you know, when I think about my grandparents who came here from Wales and what they had to overcome and what they ended up accomplishing, a lot of it comes from not having had everything be given to you. But, but, and there is a big but here, is like a lot of people settle in to shit. Like when they've been given a rough deck, sometimes they just, c'est la vie. And then like they just accept it. Right. And sure. they let the damage be done. 
So yeah. you are either going to go, that happened, I can't fight it, but I get to make choices now. Yeah. And you make those choices. Right. And it doesn't define who you are. It's a part of you. It's not everything, you know? So. Yeah. So taking all this and you propelled it forward, you developed your YouTube channel, uh, you've got a lot of recognition. You know, you're a 55,000 uh, subscriber 56. YouTuber, <laughs> but you... you uh, You've done much more than that. Right. You, you've you've been on a a, a a pod or a YouTube television show, Upstairs mm -hmm. Amy. Oh yeah, web series. You've done a number of commercials, Wendy's. Uh, I don't know. You could list off 10, 12, 15 of these, mm -hmm. and you've done a lot of that. So you're 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 doing the YouTube personality stuff, which is great. Mm -hmm. You're doing the Instagram. <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, you started this successful podcast, which is great. I listen Loving to it all it. the time because I like hearing my old voice. Though. <laughs> Narcissist. And, um, and it's been great. So you've taken all that. You move forward and stuff. Now, looking back now, so, you know, you're, you're kind of like, you got, your, you got your nails into something now. I think, you know, you're developing things. When you look back at your first videos, and I, mm. I'm kind of saying this because I've been talking, or not talking, but getting some questions from some of your people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, do you see a big contrast between where you started the first videos and now? Do you kind of look back and go, oh, my God. Yes. You do. My voice what, is super cringy. But Ooh. besides that, the voice and whatnot, what, what has Actually, what's changed? My confidence in my parenting ability, mm -hmm. in myself as a woman, in my opinion, in sharing my opinions, mm -hmm. I think there can be a lot of fear in and how people are going to perceive you or accept you. And I used to be very, very much towing the line of like, I don't want to say anything. I don't want to be too strong about anything because I'm going to offend. Mm -hmm. Well, the reality is you aren't going to be everyone's cup of tea. So, sure, you know, so I try to create content that can help maybe see a different perspective, which is like a great thing which is why we called this the sandwich like it's just a different way to look at something perhaps yeah. um if i can even open your eyes to a new idea which yeah. would be great but really it's bringing community together and making me feel like i'm part of something too mm -hmm. so i think one of my favorite comments or compliment it's truly a compliment to me a critique is that people will have watched an old old video and been like girl the only thing that's changed is your hair <laughs> And, that right? like, and that brings me a lot of joy because um, in this space, there's a lot of people wearing a lot of filters and you meet people in real life and you're like sometimes let down because it's not, they not, they're not who they are playing on their Instagram. They're not who they're portraying on their channel. And, and I think you've had a lot more exposure to that and myself just kind of, you know, I've always been on the periphery with this because it's not my cup of tea. I mean, I like to support you. That's where I get involved. Mm -hmm. But I have had some encounters with what you're speaking with, the online personality and the real person. And it is shocking how much contrast there is. And it's a little bit tragic as well because the realism of that or the, the reality of that person is kind of a myth. You really right. don't know who that person is at all. It's like cotton candy. You put it in your mouth, you're like, where did it where'd it's fucking gone. go? It's, it's gone. gone. It just melted. So you have 700 videos out right now. Something like that. That's yeah. translating into a whole bunch of work. Um, how do you keep that content fresh? 
keep banging off the same thing but you know you're i've seen on your uh, social blade you're consistently getting uh more subscribers more views goes up and down depending mm -hmm. if you get a uh, some commercial work there's paid uh, sponsorship and whatnot for that but how do you keep it fresh what where do your ideas come from it's from my audience mostly you know so you're, I, you're taking suggestions yeah from... and i okay so it's it's sort of twofold dean's not gonna open Sorry, I'm knocked down. um it's okay so you know you create content based on what your audience wants well yeah. sometimes it's direct comments like hey can you create this type of video but mostly it's reading analytics which is not the most exciting but you once you learn how to read analytics for your channel, for your blog, for your platform, whatever it is, you can figure out why are people coming to your channel? Mm -hmm. Why are they staying? How long are they watching? You know, what do they find most engaging? So right. it's really understanding what people are looking for in conjunction with what I find interesting to create. I think one, you know, I, I sometimes look at questions like, you know, I wish you had more subscribers or so-and-so is growing really fast and you're not. Does that bother you? Right. And first of all, that's a weird passive-aggressive comment. So odd. But Well, but it's it's something that somebody would ask. But it's valid. And I yeah. think what the, re what the trouble is for me personally is that I need to really be passionate about what I'm creating. And right. what I'm creating might not be what's trending and yeah. might not be what's viral. And I'm okay with that. I have been able to generate an income from doing what I love to do and having the respect for my audience and people just appreciating that I'm not going to just be a flash in the pan you know like I want to be that little engine that just keeps going sure and I'm going to be around and there may be twists and turns and changes and yeah. I want to adapt my content based on how my audience is consuming it like this podcast you know you know not everybody can sit down and watch a 15 minute video but maybe you could pop on the podcast while you're cleaning your dishes or driving your kids to school so i think it's i'm willing to adapt i always want to inject new fun and new life into what i create and i hope that that brings in new people but then keeps the people i've had for years and that speaks volumes to me in terms of what i create when i have someone that says i've been watching your videos for four years and you're still one of my go-to's you know i know the fly is like right there um <laughs> Because my content is fresh, it's different, it's not always the same, mm. which is anyway, it's it's a thing because it because it's not always the same. You, I feel like you don't get that super crazy viral experience, right? And you know, we're, that's a great. I mean, coming back to that, uh, what you're saying before about people's personality and whatnot, like, um, you know, you've been in the world of social media as some moderate contributors, uh, sorry, uh, creators are. And you see the good, bad, and the ugly. Mm -hmm. What about this? So we've talked about the things that you like. I mean, yeah. obviously you get your recognition. You're making money at it. Uh, you are inspiring others. You're still creating valid content, not just, like you said, not just a flash in the pan. Mm -hmm. What about, so that's what you like. What about the social media aspect of what you do? Do you find not so appealing what what are the what's the good you got the good what's the bad and the ugly part of it that people maybe that are starting channels don't mm -hmm. know about i think it's people's lack of confidence that forces them to seek viral success so you're talking about create uh, creators i can see it doing in content. whatever you it can see it sick sure. yeah it actually turns my stomach and i unfollow immediately i find anyone who's just trying to create a viral hit for fame 
is gross. And there's a lot of people who are trying to do that. Mm -hmm. And I just think like, why would you sell yourself short? Why wouldn't you try to harness your skill and your talent and package it in a way that makes sense for you and how your audience is going to create it? Right. I think that is a far, there's a far greater chance of you experiencing viral success in that way yeah. rather than just being like, I'm going to make the same video a hundred times boring. Like I just, I, my brain just yeah. explodes with that. Like I can watch someone clean and, their and living these... room a couple of times, but right. like if your whole channel is just cleaning videos, girl, I'm out. Like, yeah, boring. What's the end game? Yeah, I think, and I just to me, it's lazy, and I just maybe that's harsh. I've never, I don't know if I've shared that opinion public in this kind of that format. comes later in the interview. Yeah, but you know, amongst other creators, I try to position that in a way that's maybe a little gentler, but it's like. Try a variety of things. You might have one nugget that's going to work and that's going to bring in new audiences, and that's great. But don't always resort to that. Like, what else do you want to do? Is YouTube going to be your end game? Like, so, so, so that, let's talk about that. So you're getting in somebody, and and some some of your your uh, your subscribers are fielding questions to me on Instagram about mm -hmm. how, what advice, what strategies, like basic like i'm not talking about getting really involved with the analytics and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. what is the basic success tips for a successful youtuber mm. if you had to pick uh, three things uh okay well well not three whatever a one. couple i would say know thyself like know what your strengths are and create content that falls within that range mm -hmm. of ideas so um, if you're into beauty, stick in that world, you know, you don't need to do everything. So there's one. The other thing is consistency in terms of what you're creating. If you're trying to build an engaged audience, you have to be there. They have to come back. They have yeah. to rely on you. So consistency being reliable. And I just think it has to come from a place of passion. It, yes, you can make money and there definitely is business and strategy, but it can't be all about that. Like, so where does the money come from? Say somebody, and you know, everybody wants to know this, right. and we're not going to skip around it. I'm a YouTuber. I start Dean's, you know, shoe uh, shoe review. Hey, that's actually a great one. <laughs> what? I review shoes. I'd be more likely you'd be building some shit. But Whatever. Anyway, I'm yeah. yeah. Well, okay. I have my own YouTube channel, and I think I put out two videos, and I was like, yeah, it's a I'm going to have a work, nap. Ain't it? What? Everybody thinks they want to be a YouTuber until they start trying to make content. And you're okay, like, so oh, that's, shit. So, yeah. so you have the idea. That's one tip. But longevity. Yeah, man. You have to love it. There, Okay. There's no way that you can sit down. But what, when you say you have to love it, what do you love about it? Do you love about the potential to I love, make money? Okay. I do you love, love the about the stuff? dopamine hit that you get recognition? All what? of it. I love I love the tech things. I love to, I used to love after six years. I used to love editing my videos. Um, every now and then, when I get to do a special project, I actually quite enjoy it. Um, you want more wine? Yeah, I would like some more wine. <laughs> Let's do that. This is going to get a, little, a lot better. This interview. <laughs> Where, okay. So where's the money come in? And and okay, there's a couple does ways. Does everybody have the potential to make money? At no. <laughs> this is not a Tony Robbins, and I love Tony Robbins, but. Yeah. No, I don't think everybody has the potential to make money. I just don't think that everybody is marketable. That's the reality of it. Okay, so there's a couple ways. One, people are making money off of... If we're just going to talk about YouTube specifically... And just the broad strokes. Broad, we don't I know, have to I'm get getting into broad that. strokes. Like as if I'm having a conversation with someone out in the world, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
YouTube, you can make money per view. So some of the really big channels that don't do a lot of sponsored content, it's likely because they're making so much money off of their views. Right. So, so views are one to. way to make money yes. off YouTube. Yes. Okay. So that's one way. Another way is working with brands where they pay you a fee to feature products or talk about something in a video. Okay. So that's what I do specifically. So I work with different brands and we'll talk about like how can we take what their idea is and take the type of content I create and make this you know beautiful project together. Right. I think one of the mistakes, and I am segueing for a second here, one of the mistakes that creators make, and I've made it myself back in the day, is that... You're so excited that you're actually able to make an income off of what you're doing sure. that you forget why people watch your content. Mm -hmm. Your video that you're making in partnership with this brand uh, has to make sense for the viewers. And so you can't yeah. just go totally left field and do something that nobody's expecting. Yeah. There has to be a middle ground where you're sure. sharing the information in a way that's like, first of all, you're disclosing it so people know that it's sponsored. The brand is happy, but you're also happy with the final result. So it's it's a dance. Yeah, and isn't um, that a great subject? Those are the main two ways. Isn't that a great subject? Because, you know, I wrote down a question here. Uh, you know, is there a personal line? Like, mm -hmm. ye who has sinned, throw the first stone kind of thing from the Bible. Um, you lost me, but carry on. <laughs> we We see a lot of that with content creators. And, you know, I've ran into that because I'm kind of a newbie to the whole social media thing and on Instagram and he talked about, and I'm not passing any judgment or anything like this, but I ran into some of the oilers, the people that sell uh, oh God. Uh, fragrant oils. Yeah. Great. Good for them. Yeah. They're, they're doing what they want to do. They're making money at it, but they, they've started a, a kind of an Instagram business where they talk about blah, 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 blah. And it comes across very authentic, and it probably is. They believe in the product that they're using. And, yeah. you know, I, I said, you know, I, I as a pilot, I, I sleep in hotel rooms. I, I uh, They smell various ways. And you like to go in, and I usually take some lavender or something, and, and I put it on a, a tissue, and I put it by my bed, and it helps me sleep. Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, I, I asked this one person i said you know is there anything wine i've already got a hiccup carry on <laughs> is there anything i can use and they come out and the first thing out of their mouth was or not out of their mouth but written down was well what's your budget and i said well uh geez what's my budget uh, that seems kind of odd to, question mm -hmm. to ask and right away it makes it, me mad a little bit it yeah. turned me it turned me for sure so, it does. so just talking about that where can you where do you draw the line as a as a YouTuber, you know, or as a social media person doing business on Instagram okay. or wherever you're doing I will business. I will lay it. I'm going to lay it to you straight. I don't even know if I told you this. You We're going to go back. Three, oh, please. <laughs> we spend way too much time together. That's know, a story for another quality day. Quality time. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> oh, God. I changed my pants here. Um, three and a half years ago, I was sitting in this living room. Our roof was partially ripped up because they were putting in a bathroom. Mm-hmm. We were all sleeping in like a room upstairs. I don't even remember. It was cold as F. Remember? Yes, it's like, nope. Freaking heat. Yeah. Anyway, um, our kitchen was a goddamn disaster because we were renovating that. Everything was in the living room. Mm -hmm. I was not okay. Okay. I was sitting on the sofa one night trying to edit videos, not making any money. So lost as to like, what am I going to do next? I need to bring money in for this family. And I sat down and I was like, God damn it. What am I going to do? 
And I somehow caught wind of like this YouTube masterclass, which they're available. They're on YouTube. It's like what creator. Is that? It's it's like there's a channel called Creator Studios or something like this, or yeah. YouTube creators, and they create videos to help creators succeed ultimately. Mm-hmm. And there was like this one. It literally was the first class because I'm I'm a quick learner, um, and it was like write down, like what is your mission statement, like basic business concepts. What's your mission statement for your channel? And what are three things or like, you know, what are three reasons people come to your channel? What are three types of content you want to make? And it was something so basic. So I literally had a sentence that was my mission statement. And so every time I created a video, I'm like, did I fulfill that statement? And it literally comes down to that. Amanda, why are people coming to your channel? Did I fulfill that by creating this video? And it's yeah. that simple, but I swear that keeps you focused. Is you that? know? And it was like motherhood, beauty, lifestyle. You know, that's kind of what it said. I think it still might say it in my banner, although I need a little refresher. But it's like, you know, am I creating what I set out to create? And start to create little boundaries for yourself. Yeah. And like, you won't go past this line, you so, know? So in cases like that, so... You know, it seemed... Well, there was an example yeah. where I was still breastfeeding one of the babies. I think it was Jackie. Yeah, Jackie. And I got an opportunity to work with a company that created a special drink for older kids to help them get nourishment, like I extra remember. vitamins and things. Yeah. And I was so conflicted because I was like, I'm on board, actually, with that kind of drink, especially now. Our kids are so picky. I would honestly consider that now. They almost need it. They do need it, for yeah. God's sakes. But at the time, I was like, no one is going to buy this because I breastfeed all the time, you know? And so it would have been totally off brand, honestly, if you, you know, it's kind of weird to think of yourself as a brand, but you are a brand of Amanda Muse. There's a reason people come back to my channels and watch my stuff. And I really, and it was hard because there are going to be moments in your life and your career where you accept a job or you accept a sponsorship with maybe a brand that you're like, I don't know if I should do this, right. but it's January and I need to like pay my mortgage. And so, you know, I'd say, here's my thing. When I see a creator partner up with a brand where I'm like, oh, that was weird. I give them a chance and I'm like, okay, let's see what the next one is. And if it's a consistent crappy partnerships on and on and on and you can tell that they're really selling out and diluting their content yeah i'll then make a judgment call and perhaps unfollow but if i see it's like once in a while Mm -hmm. i go girl i get you you got to pay your bills you have people to feed in your life i totally understand and i think we've all been in that place where you're like working for a company you're like not cool with well i think there's a progression like you said you know or do you tell me if you think this Mm -hmm. you you have the uh the progression of the uh, youtuber person gets some recognition 5,000 whatever 10,000 subscribers Mm -hmm. they start getting a small check from YouTube Mm -hmm. somebody looks and says you know what that person represents this demographic and we want them to represent our product right here's thousand two thousand whatever dollars could you do this post blah 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 the moment they go into sponsored content they get blowback right this seems to be the case with everyone. Mind you, it is very, it's much more prim, uh, uh, prominent with someone that has 5,000 subscribers rather than somebody that has 100,000 or 200,000 subscribers. Do you have, did you have any situations like that where you found that like, wow, people mm. did not accept that? Number one, yes, I'm a YouTuber. Number two, and, and I'm providing quality sure. content. 
And number two, it's entertainment to a certain extent. Right. You're not tuning in to watch the Waltons or, well, that's a really old show. I don't even know that reference, my love. But let Brady me just to answer what you're saying is yeah. like, a friend of mine said to me recently, all we do is put out free content. It's free. You know, mm-hmm. you do not have to pay to watch what I create. So can you just bear with me when I do put something out that's sponsored and yeah. I tried my best to really create it in such a way that it's going to be enjoyable yeah. and it's not just a commercial, you know? Yeah. Um, and so I think my mission is to always create something that you're going to want to watch. Right. And I always position that with the brand as well. Like, I get what you're saying. I see the message you're trying to create, but I have an audience that I have built from zero and I'm not willing to part with that yeah. and to upset that group of people that allows me to create what I create. Um, but the other thing is, I think my biggest thing is I've always been very transparent with my audience. And I, there's a video where I sit down with them, like over in the corner right there, we had a little chair in the window mm-hmm. and I sat everybody down and I was like, guys, I need to go back to work. I cannot sustain, we cannot live in Canada. It is very expensive. The incomes, the salaries are different. And I just don't think it's fair to my spouse to like have everything be on him. So here's the deal. I'm either going to start working with brands or I'm out and I'm going to do real estate because my DNA does not allow me to just sit still and like do nothing. And I don't think there's any, you know, you know, all being quite candid about it, you know, um, it's been mentioned uh, several times, and I, I listen. I like Howard Stern. I listen to him going to work or when I was working. Yeah. And um, and and you know he he's not on board with the YouTubers. You know, no talent and whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it actually, it's a it's form of it's a form school. of entertainment, mm-hmm. and and it's a form of and it's also a form of connection with the community. You know, the community that you create. Yeah. So if you're Oh, Esme's up. Okay, let's go put her back to bed. Okay. All right, guys. I hope I answered that last question. It is very late in the night, and our daughter woke up, so we had to, like, pause. And Anyway, we're back. I think you answered it. It's, it's a pretty broad yeah. question, and there's a lot to say about it. But uh, uh, we've got a lot of viewer questions Yay. off Instagram. There's some interesting stuff here that you're probably going to want to talk about. Let me just <laughs> get it up here, however you work Instagram. So I'll just kind of go in order here. Uh, mm-hmm. Courtney Eccentric hair we know Courtney who does your hair who does such a lovely job Uh, her question is what aspects of content creating do you dislike and what do you like the most about it hmm I think um, sometimes having to be so inspiring or you know, to really live up to the image you've created of yourself. So coming back to what I was saying before about like trying to be this authentic person, my my goal is to always show that, you know, we are flawed and we have moments of weakness and sometimes I'm just not feeling it and I feel tired. Sometimes I wish I didn't have to be so consistent. Sometimes I wish that every platform didn't require you to be there every minute of every day because it seems like that's the case. Like, Everybody wants you on all day long on Insta stories or producing seven videos a week on YouTube yeah. in order to be falling into some magic algorithm. But like, I also really need to live my life. And so I wish that that made for super fast growth. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just like, damn, but I really need to have balance and I really need to live my life. And like, 
not always be working. Like right now, I'm watching that show, Once Upon a Time with the Kids. Oh, yeah. It's like my favorite thing. Like after bath and we get everybody downstairs in our jammies and we go watch TV. Well, I couldn't do that a year ago because I was editing my videos all the time and it was insane. So I don't know. It's like, it's hard to answer that one because I love so much about being real, being authentic. But then at the same time, you're like, sometimes you just need a break and you can't really take one. Anyway. Carmel Princess 87. Hey, Dean, man, sup? Hope you're doing great. So my question is, what traits in Amanda did you only see after she became a mother that you never saw before? Having a great day. And the same question for her. What did she see in you once you became a father? Well, well you geez, get a question. I guess Finally, I'll... I've talked enough. Yeah, geez, I have a question. I don't even know if I can handle that. Um, to answer your question, Carmel Princess 87, I think uh, what I really saw come out is Amanda's business side. And I put on my business socks. You put on your business <laughs> socks. And uh, how ambitious she can be when she wants something. When she wants something, she wants it. It's like... Focus, laser coming. vision. Um, and I think, uh, you know, raising children in the way that she saw fit and, and following the, uh, you know, following what she's learned from other, other creators, other subscribers, I think that's, uh, you know, that's what I saw. You were determined to be a good mom. And you, you turned it into like a, you know, an obsession almost in a good way. How about you? (laughs) Um, I knew that Dean could, (laughs) this is like very small and trivial, but I knew that he was good at like working at night or like shift work, but that shit got real. Like between two and five, I am of no use to anyone. And I'd be like, and there'd be a baby crying and you would just like wake up. No big deal. You've never complained about it. Well, yeah, now I'm you complain. With, yeah. But like then, with a little baby, you would just pick that baby up and you'd go in the living room for like 45 minutes and talk and yeah. hang out. And then I would sleep the greatest I'm very good life. with sleep deprivation. Yeah. Now, not as good. I'm getting older. Yeah. It's also different because the kids are so involved. But um, I was really impressed by that. And... The thing is, I knew you were very nurturing and I knew you could like really be that like cook the meals and do all those lovely things. But you mm. stepped it up once we had babies. Well, thank you. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, I, I hope I pronounced this right. Fabiga. Uh, how do you keep your cool when if you think of Dean turning 75 kids out of the house and you're still youngish? Ha ha ha. My husband is 20 years older than me. And I have those crazy thoughts now after having kids. So I guess what she's asking is like... You married an old fart? What are you going to do now? Yeah. What are you going to do when I start <laughs> pooping my pants? Here's the thing. Not like I don't... Lord, know. help me, Jesus. Okay, let's pray. I have enough money to have like a person in the house to help me with that. No, I'm kidding. Um, Not kidding, though. But <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing. I actually was kind of obsessed with that when you and I were first thinking about getting married. It was more prominent like... Maybe people's opinions or something were like, well, you're marrying someone so much older than you. I've relaxed significantly on how I feel about that because here is the thing. Nobody is guaranteed any length of time on this earth. You don't know what your outcome is going to be. And I made a decision when I was thinking about all of that to go, okay, I kind of like this guy, Dean, and we have a lot of fun. 
But yeah, he is a lot older than me. And I was like, screw it. Throw caution to the wind. Like, I love him. I am so happy right now. And to me, having that quality of life now is so much more than just like, well, I'm going to get another 50 years out of him. Well, if you're if it's not the right person and that person doesn't like set you a fire kind of thing, then ugh. And you know what? We're going to age and like n- there's no guarantee. What if I get sick first? What if I like, you know what I mean? Like you just don't know. Don't so, know. I'm not so worried about what's going to happen in the next 20 years. I'm going to just deal with what's happening right now, plan for a little bit of future, but we just roll with the punches yep. and Yep. I'm pretty and, sure. And having the age difference, and we talked about age difference before. Maybe we didn't. I don't remember. But you're shifted forward. I'm shifted back to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's, yeah, I love to nap because I think I need to nap. <laughs> and you're like, hey, dude, keep her going. So, you know. Take you a keep, fucking nap. You no. Keep, <laughs> you keep you're annoying me. Alexandra M. Forsyth. Besides entrepreneurship, what other passions do you have or would have if you encouraged them and worked on them? Hmm. I always talk about dance. You love dance. I do love it. If I had more money, I would totally do that. Or money, I could do the money thing. It's the time. I don't have enough time right now to just like go for a dance lesson. Right. Which is what we talked about when you're talking about starting a YouTube channel. Your time evaporates very quickly. Oh, instantly. Um, because it's a real job, even though some people, now people get that it's a job working in social media, but anyway, I digress. Um, I would love to dance more. I would love to have more time to work on my fitness, although I have been working on it. You're very fit. The summer has kind of like waned a little bit in terms of like me getting to the classes. Um, what else would I like to do? That's all I can think of right now. Yeah. I think if I wasn't doing what I'm doing in social media, I would have a regular job, maybe in real estate or... Well, this is the, this is the next question. Mm. Calm Among Chaos writes, love this, I guess this podcast. Mm-hmm. What does Amanda picture her life to be, have been like if she, if she hadn't met you? Oh, still freaking great. I'm just saying. Be honest. Yeah, no, I mean, if I hadn't met you, you definitely, I think we mentioned this before in previous podcasts, but you're a very good support and you see, and this isn't just for me, but you've done this for other people in your life, you see a strength in a person and you nurture that. You don't try to dim that person's sparkle. It's like, this is awesome about you and I'm going to encourage you. Are you just saying that to get me in the sack? Dude, I've already had you in the sack. So... (laughs) No, but it's, at least it's a twice. very nice, yeah, at least it's a very good quality that you have. Like you, you are the prime example of my success doesn't take away from your success. You know, there's like this thing going around in the world of women where it's like to acknowledge another woman's beauty doesn't take away any of your own. That's true. And it's, it's a true thing. And so yeah. I think I would, if, if you weren't there, it would have taken me perhaps a little longer to see some of my like sparkle, but I have confidence in myself that I would have surrounded myself with really good people who loved me because I always did that in partners. If I think about the boyfriends I've had over the years, they were always good people. I never got like locked up with people that were bad, mistreated me, that kind of thing. So I don't doubt myself i had a really good relationship with my dad and, and that i know as a woman that can impact how your relationships are with your partners in your life yeah so 
Well, thanks. Yeah, I love you. It's awesome now, but... Chalice Bells. Does that pronounce it? XO. Mm-hmm. Uh, she writes, Did Amanda ever have trouble entering into the world of being a creator? Is she so... Uh, she is so great at it, but in the beginning, was she ever nervous about what others may think? Oh, or about sharing her life with the world? Of course. Um, yeah, it was a delicate dance. I think I made you watch all of my first videos. Do you remember that? I'd sit you down at the table and be like, watch I know, my I'd video. Be like, You're like, this is so boring. Because <laughs> you were not my demo. Well, I didn't really understand the concept. You didn't. So, I was, so you were trying to give me like critique about like editing, which yeah. I needed Which is a whole sure. other... Yeah, which we're going to work on because... What? Which which we're going to... Not your editing, but... Oh. <laughs> I can't edit. Well, because I was doing a lot of editing at the beginning. Not and, for me. You were helping me with my yeah, editing. So, but to come back to... We'll, we'll talk about that but, in a but minute. We'll talk about that. We're going to get into that um, tutorial kind of stuff later down yeah, the road yeah. and whatnot. Um, but, yes, I did question myself. I did not have all the confidence I have now in what I create. And it was definitely like a constant like towing the line of what my boundaries were for my content. Mm -hmm. How much of my kids do I want to show? Mm -hmm. How much of our lives? You didn't appear in a video for four and a half years. So yeah, that's there's another question about that. We'll get to that. Yeah. So it it was like, no, I did not have all the confidence. Yes, I felt very insecure. And if you're feeling that and you're thinking about starting your own channel, it's totally normal. And as you create your stuff, your content, and as you have people watching it, this audience, you will naturally start to become more confident. So don't let that stop you if that's kind of a question there. 88 Linda 19, can you ask her when she's going to do a video in French with you? (gasps) Um, And if you guys ever are ever coming to Montreal, well, we go to Montreal. I know. um, But would you ever do a complete video in French? I don't know. I was talking on Instagram the other day in French. And peut-être la raison que j'ai jamais... I can't even speak. Que j'ai jamais fait un vidéo en français, c'est parce que j'ai... ça fait longtemps que j'utilise... Like, I can't even speak in French anymore. It's like, I can't even... Like, form... Okay, here's the thing. When you speak in French, your brain has to switch languages and you have to form format your sentences in a different way. Yeah. And I have not had a chance to do that in a long so time. So let me answer the question, not at this time. But I would... You know what? Yeah. I would like to. Because sure. a friend of mine mentioned to me the other day that that is something that's a differentiator for me. That, like, I do speak French and I'm from a French province. And, like, why am I not using that? You don't get a lot of practice. No. Yeah. So I got to practice a little bit. So okay. give me a chance to practice. I got to start listening we'll work, to, like, some we'll French radio. You don't speak French, but maybe I could do something with well, a French creator. Well, I don't speak a lot of languages, but I speak a lot of taxi languages. Yeah. Yeah. Where I can get where I need to go, so. And it's one thirty in the morning, and so I'm like, Gah. You're hanging on, hang on. We got I a could couple speak more better French in my Instagram the other day, but anyway, carry on. Um, I love that Amanda has been taking time for self care lately. I'm struggling with this currently. This is from uh, the Melissness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that Amanda has been taking time off for self care lately. I'm struggling with this currently. Does she have any? Have any hashtag mom guilt? If so, what tips can she give to get over it? I think Dean gives me the side eye because he doesn't understand what this mom guilt thing is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't um, know what I'm it's okay. We're not going to go into that. Moms know. Um, I think it depends on the age of your child. And we talked a little bit about guilt 
I feel like recently, maybe it was this last podcast, but it's um, guilt, I think, is it's like your natural reaction to things. And so it's definitely a personal relationship with yourself. Like nobody's asking you to be guilty. Your kids aren't forcing it on you. Yeah. I think about it like this. First of all, my kids have relationships with other people aside from me. And I like to encourage those relationships. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with like taking time to go do something for myself. Also, I'm a better person when I take time to do something for myself. In Are fact, you ever? I'm going for a massage tomorrow. Can't freaking wait. On Monday, I had an appointment with a therapist. Loved it. Have an appointment next Monday. Yeah. Like, you do have to regularly tune up thyself, whatever and, that and, means. And from a and from a, a husband's perspective, I don't have a problem with any of this stuff at any time because you you are so much more vibrant when you've had a massage when you've talked to somebody when i've had a girl's night like yeah had a girl's night whatever and you know what you you have to keep that separate person you can't you can't become your husband no and the thing too is i think the difference the only guilt i really ever have is if you and i argue about like um whatever going out or something but it's never that it's more that you feel unrested or you haven't felt you know like you've had enough self-care is really what it comes down to because as parents of young kids you're all like just fighting for your own time so i'd say if you plan it well and you start slow maybe it's like once a month you do something for yourself and then once a week i'm trying to figure out why i have trouble reading so i'm not wearing my glasses anymore oh well so my eyes are (laughs) it's late Okay, then. Um, so Dolphin uh, 1076. Yes, so excited for this. If Amanda wasn't an influencer, what would she be doing for a career if not a stay-at-home mom? Right. I don't think I would have been a permanent stay-at-home mom. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I may have mentioned before that like I just have to work. It's just my nature. And I had a great discussion about that with a friend of mine this weekend where she was like, yeah, she was able to do you know, to be a stay-at-home mom for two years or something or a year. (laughs) But when she could go back to work, she did because she's better for it. And I think you just have to know yourself a little bit. Um, I think I would pursue something where I still had a little bit of independence, like a realtor or um, that's all I can think of. I was going to pursue a realtor, a real estate license before things really took off with YouTube. Kat Lawatt. Uh, what ways do you build self-esteem in your daughter? I have a daughter the same age and would love to hear your ways you encourage that self-belief and strong sense of self, especially now that they are being increasingly influenced by peers. Thank you. That's Holy a loaded question. Crap. Eh? Influencer. She's her own juggernaut. She is. But you know what? She's fiery, but damn it, so am I. And I think it's the example that you set for yourself that will lay the foundation. I can tell her to do X, Y, Z. That girl ain't listening to anything I got to say. But she is watching what I do right. and how I treat myself. Right. She does things after the fact. She, You tell her, blah, 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 blah. She goes and thinks about it. She draws a picture, writes <laughs> you a nasty note, does an abstract painting and an interpretive dance. Yeah. And then maybe right. that she'll do what you want, but yeah. But like, you know, mo- mommy, you know, making time for her business, mommy making money, mommy going out with her friends because it makes her feel good and makes her a good person, um, is laying the groundwork for how she's going to treat her relationship with herself. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, yes, 
you know, you do have to take care of yourself and hope that that translates. But the other thing too is you just try your best to listen to what they're going through. And that's something I got to work on because her and I are like, just we're very similar you and guys so we should fight hang like crazy. Out at all together <laughs> anastasia ruby writes i didn't finish the question oh, but carry okay. on dean wants to get to more questions <laughs> carry on i know you're tired i can see those glassy like, eyes you're like this will be the rest of the podcast for tonight we're just 2 gonna sleep guys yeah carry on uh anastasia ruby writes if she had to live the same day over and over again groundhog day style what would it be like what would she do? Where would she go? What would she eat? Oh my god, you just said the magic eat word. Damn, what would my day be like? I'd get up around like 8.15. That's my prime, primo wake up time. Come downstairs. It'd be like that kind of now. You know how like it's not too hot out. It's not cold at all. The sun's shining in the windows. Um, everybody's home. Everybody's chill. I get a coffee. Everyone's in a damn good mood because they all had a good sleep. Um, I go for a little workout. Maybe this is there's a lot of solo time. <laughs> I go for a workout. Maybe I do some like I see my therapist, have a little talk therapy, get some shit off my chest, um, meet back up with the family, go for lunch, do fun activity. Everybody have like today, have a little quiet time in the afternoon, do another activity, dinner, coffee, yeah. some TV, bed, a little bit of work kind of basically living my life right now maybe add some more friends in there carry on uh meredith zero four two five i love amanda's outlook on parenting and life i admire her ability to set boundaries has she ever had to set boundaries in place with your family dean i always find it easier to set boundaries in my own circle compared to setting boundaries with my in-laws and i asked for clarification and she wrote i mean has there ever been situations where a boundary as needs to be set with the in-law relationship like your parents although they always seem pretty laid back in videos and maybe not ha 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 no they're no. actually the answer is no there's never been a you problem get along with my, family you get along with your in-laws yeah. very well and i will say i think a big factor and carol and i my mother-in-law have talked about this is that like it ain't her first rodeo i'm not her first daughter-in-law i'm not the, our babies are not her first grandkids like and yeah. there was a significant amount of time in there mm -hmm. so whatever mistakes were made in the past kind of figured it out and realized what works for them and it really works for me but also we get along really really well yeah and we love each well, other well and bits. and you have the advantage of being married to the son that follows no lines right i mean i have a plan it's just that it's extremely, it's a surprise it's it's a surprise to me <laughs> Well, and that's true. And the thing is, is you are so loyal to me that like to your family, like, to our little unit and same that like, I don't know, those kinds of things don't come up because we're very clear with our boundaries right from the get go. Yeah. So it's not an issue. It's like, no, we're running the show. That's it. I don't know if I'm skipping a lot of questions, but I think that's a good amount of questions. I can ask. There's a ton of them. Do you want to ask maybe one more or you got them all? No, I can. Well. I got most of them. My eyes are starting to go in different directions. Okay. So uh, I'm, I, I think we've pretty well covered just about everything. Um, pineapple on pizza. Yeah. Never. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We talked about your pants, which I can't even concentrate right now because <laughs> I keep soft. looking at it. Your pants just look amazing. Don't buy these <laughs> I'm pants. I'm sitting. I can't see. Uh, ladies, uh, in this, I'm not trying to be sexist, but Amanda is wearing the sexiest pants that you could possibly put on. <laughs> And I can't take it. 
He's been distracted I'm running this the entire sh- I'm interview. I'm running the shower very shortly. Oh, God. Want some prowse questions? Some um, Vanity Quirk, Vanity Fair questions? All right. Okay, here we go. Okay. And we'll end Should this Should we do pod- like five? five? How many questions are you going to do? Um, How many are there? I put 12 down. Okay. But they are 15 down, but they're very quick. Okay. Here we go. Are you ready? So this is going to be like lightning round, right? No big answers. No. Nope. Bam, bam, bam. No. Nope. Very lightning-ish. <laughs> Can't go. <laughs> like real slow lightning like you're used to. Okay. Here they are. Here you go. Amanda, what's your idea of perfect happiness? So much for the lightning perfect round. Okay. Happiness. Question two. Hold on. Perfect happiness is... It's just it's just a feeling of lightness, of freedom, of just being able to choose. There you go. Being able to choose. What's your greatest fear? Greatest fear. It's late, so I'm not as sharp as I normally am. No, my that's greatest okay. fear. It's when I give it a minute. It's it it is my greatest. Anything happening to my children, which I think is pretty universal with mothers. Um, but I also think the other side of it is just feeling disappointed in like disappointing people that love you. Anyway, carry on. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. What trait do you most deplore in yourself? Uh, doubt. And I doubt myself. What trait do you most deplore in others? Disloyal. Is that a, is that a trait to be disloyal? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. What living person do you most admire? Hmm. Living person. I really, um, it's random. It's late. Oprah? That's weird. I think Oprah's rocks. I admire her. And one of the biggest factors is shit was going real well for her. She had the show. She was like doing everything. And she was like, I'm out. Like she just shifted gears. And now she's, it seems to me like she's doing what she loves Mm -hmm. because she loves it. Not necessarily because she needs the money. Well, she's worth a billion dollars. Yeah. Right. But I'm saying like, she's podcasting. She's talking to people. She's like living her best on the sandwich. (laughs) Can you imagine? No, Honestly, could you imagine? No. Like you just say, Hey Oprah, would you come on my little podcast? Like talking about, and all of a sudden some like SUV show up at my house. What the freaking awesome. So what person, you most admire that's not around anymore that's passed away i had to take a minute to think about this and i i think you could go a few ways you could have like a celebrity or like a person who's done amazing things on the earth so my you know my grandparents are gone and i had a chance to get to know my dad's parents as an adult but i didn't have a chance to get to know my mom's dad especially as a grown person and i would have loved i would love to have more time with him now where you know i have more of a life that's settled and so my mom's dad that's it final answer what's your greatest extravagance i think it's time for myself i feel like right now time is you know the thing we have the least of with little kids and running a business and just what about things that you like spend money on that you're kind of like holy man to me it's it's getting a massage sure love it what is your current state of mind i'm a little tired right now but overall i'm very I feel very content in my life. I feel like I am running the ship. And you are. Yeah, and I feel really good about that. Yeah. Um, what do you consider the most overrated virtue? What's the most overrated t- trait in people? Um, <laughs> I feel like saying intelligence, but like... <laughs> 
That would be me. <laughs> like, people who think that... I, I don't know. I think there was so much emphasis placed on getting your degrees and getting all these things. And I'm like, great. Like, where what are you going to do now? Like, some people got a bunch of degrees and it made sense because they're, like, performing surgery. And yeah. I got you. Sure. But other times, they just they got, like, about 50K worth of debt. And I'm like, was that yeah, isn't was it something? That, was that good for you? Like, yeah. I don't know. You know, and, and, and never <laughs> to put in, down anyone's effort towards education because no. it's a magical thing. But isn't it if funny you're doing that you it have a... to say that, though? If you're doing it for a job, maybe you should have looked a little bit harder in some things. Yeah, right. for sure. There's a lot of debt, for sure. Yeah. That's a good answer. On what occasion do you lie? For protection. What do you dislike about your appearance? Oh. Right now, I'm trying to grow out my hair. And it's driving me nuts. Because I'm at that point with a pixie where it's like, poof. So, yeah. But, I mean, that's it. I still really like my hair. What do you most value in your friends? Loyalty. um, But also humor. What's your favorite boy's name? Oh. And you can't use Jack or Esme. Damn. My favorite boy's name. Boy or girl's name. Wait, what? Oh, What's your favorite boy or girl's name and girl's name? Shoot, I still really love Bear. I'm not going to let that go. We were going to call Jack... <laughs> Bear. Jack Bear. I'm like, damn. Just love that name, man. I don't know why I love, I love that name. Or like Wolf. I have a real love for four-letter names. Yeah. What about girl? Girl names? Um, I like Ruby. I like Ruby. I like Ruby, too. What's your greatest regret? My greatest regret... This is going to sound so silly, but when I was younger, I was invited to go to a weekend away with my aunt and my grandma, and I didn't go. And I don't know why I didn't go. I don't know if it was... And there was another time where I was invited to go to Florida. They had a little um, summer. They were like renting a place, but I just didn't have the money. And I didn't think to say, I just don't have the money. They would have paid for me to go. Yeah. And I regret Isn't that. Isn't that the lesson Because you can't that you get learn. back time. And, and, and I'll speak from my 49th year. Mm-hmm. That is the biggest regret I think that goes all around is the fact that you didn't do it. Yeah, man. Do it. Can't get the time back you with don't the people get that time. you love. You can find money. You can. You can work at a grocery store bagging uh-huh. groceries. You can collect garbage. You can do anything like to get money. It hurts my soul. But you don't get time and yeah. you don't get those experiences back. And you know, you sit and wait mm-hmm. for those times to come back and realize they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. You can't bring those people back yeah, to take those trips. Yeah, that's a sad one. Mm-hmm. What is your most treasured possession? And it doesn't have to be an heirloom you know clock from 1940-whatever. Like... Okay, first of all, take all tech off the table because, <laughs> duh. <laughs> my phone? Where's my phone? Where's my phone? Um, okay, so all of that away. It's duh. your phone. Photos, duh. You know what it is? What? It's that red checkered wool jacket that I have. Do you I know don't think jacket? I've seen that. Yeah, you have. I have it in a photo. It was my grandpa's wool jacket. And it's like... Oh, it's like a bush jacket? Yeah. That's your most treasured possession. I freaking possession. love it. That's a great one. Yeah. It's it, it's one of those things where I fly into a panic if I think I've lost it. Because yeah. it's... I, I don't... We've moved so many times. It's hard for me to like have... That Oh, and my watch that you gave me. That was like the, the most... The diamond... Uh, <gasps> Spent all my money on watch. That's yeah. the most beautiful watch. Yeah. Final question. Jeez, okay. And doesn't it's not an interview question. <laughs> okay. 
project yourself forward 10 years. Damn. Where do you see yourself? Where are you living? What are you doing? What's your business? What's your family? 10 years. How old are the kids? 16? Holy shit. 16 and 14. Hmm. Okay. And I'm 64. Damn. Mm -hmm. No, okay. I'm not. Sorry. <laughs> I'm 59. <laughs> and the math quiz is ended and Dean failed. That's after two glasses. That's after half a bottle, most of a bottle of wine. And oh, no that was the greatest thing. <laughs> I didn't even register. It's 2 a.m. Um, I've always struggled with these questions because I'm like... I'm struggling with even reading these questions. <laughs> I got them in like 18 in... fonts so that I can read it. <laughs> I struggle with this question because... One, I secretly don't like to put that information out into the universe. I like to hold it close a little bit mm. because it's like, let me let me try to work on this. Let me manifest what I want to like happen. But at that age, I don't. What really... do you dream to be in um, ten years? I hope to be doing something in media that's grand. So whatever that means, like, am I is TV the thing? I don't know. I um, think TV's toast. I think so too, to mm. a certain degree. But I think I can converse in a nice way. I would love to be doing that more regularly as like a full time job. Yeah. I would love to be doing motivational speaking and traveling around. Um, but I would also love to have, you know, the freedom to have like a you know a home where the kids actually want to hang out because they're like teenagers. Yeah. You know, um, and. Like, there's all these little factors of things that bring me joy, like you not having to work as much in travel and the kids actually wanting to hang around us um, and me being fulfilled in my job. But also, I think I would like to be in Canada. I see myself like surrounded by like friends and but I don't know where I, I don't really you know what I mean? It's such a vague answer. I don't know. That is the vaguest answer. But you know what? I see your point. You know what you, I mean? You don't want to. You kind of just want to. Because life has twisted and turned it in does. so many directions. Life's I a river. Ain't that true? I could never have projected my life right now, like 10 years ago. Yeah. What are you going to do, Amanda? You're you know what? Go Isn't live it trippy? in Malaysia back and have and two stuff, babies? Yeah. How could I even have said that? And so I, I don't even know what we're doing here. I had a moment today where I looked at you guys and I was like, what in the F? Like, where did you come from? You know, and I know you've said that to me before, but yeah. it's a weird feeling when you feel that. Yeah. Um, and I think I've always liked to have like a lofty plan. Yeah. Do you want to get married one day, Amanda? Sure. It's not a big deal if it does or doesn't happen. I don't know. And then you meet someone and you're like, great, because here's the thing. When you make really structured plans yeah. and shit falls outside the lines, yeah. throws you off. Yeah. Right. And so. I'm open to whatever comes my way and I'm a big fan of yes, you know, I'll say yes, even though it terrifies me and try new things and who knows what doors that may open. So watch out 10 years from now. <laughs> That's the final question. Yay. Well, thanks very much for joining me on uh, Amanda Muse, The Sandwich. Yeah. You were a fantastic guest. Thank you. I'm looking forward to season two. On we have that a whole note, yeah. bunch of ideas with a whole bunch of exciting guests. Right. Probably I won't be one of them because, I don't know, it's a whole lot of he work. You can hardly read. No. We well, are, what I wanted to <laughs> and say. And I can't read. <laughs> so thank you for all the questions, everyone, who submitted questions to Dean. That's great. And yeah, season two. So one thing I want to ask you guys who are listening or watching right now is we tried a couple different formats. I say we because I, I'm definitely like 
involving Dean and asking him, you know, questions here and there. But I tried different sessions. I tried solo podcasting. We've tried, you know, talking about married life. I've had friends do a round table type of chat. Um, I've done the interview style with people I don't know too well, but then was able to like learn bits about them. And I would love to know what your favorite style is. Mm. So if you could find me on Instagram at Amanda Muse or on Twitter, Muse Amanda, or even email me info at amandamuse.com and let me know. Um, I take all of that into consideration and then I'm going to form, you know, create season two you know, for what you guys actually want to listen to. So I'm excited for season two. So we're going to take a little break, uh, you know, get the kids finishing off summer, get back to school, and then we'll be back mid-September-ish. I will give you guys dates when I have them. And that's it. Great. So if you are listening to this podcast right now in one of your favorite podcast apps, I would love it if you could pop over to iTunes and leave me a review because five-star reviews help me a ton. It helps the podcast get rated and gets it pushed out to new uh, listeners, and that would be very much appreciated. Uh, so yeah, head over to iTunes, The Sandwich. That's the scoop. And that's it. Thanks, Dean. You're welcome. Season one. That's a wrap. Done. Done. All right, guys. I will see you next season. Bye. See you.